trying their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nothing okay. spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible Jarvis Jones. The game winner got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. Fight. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown to one Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the Sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Wednesday, Chase Sandos and Mike Gallagher. Sandos and the Sidekick. Another edition as we get ready for a big weekend. ETSU versus Furman, and a lot of people had uh, Sanford and Wofford, the clear-cut number one, number two teams in the Southern Conference. Obviously, ETSU has made the most noise. Sanford, who had faltered early, has come back with vengeance, and we'll see how they do on the road at Furman, which is a pretty hot team. Just ask Wofford as the Furman Paladins uh, hammered the Wofford Terriers last week. So we'll see how it goes, but we're going to break down this game. We've got other ETSU news to talk about. Landon Owens, Lando Land will be here. We'll find out where he's going to go. Uh, this college football weekend. And we'll also talk to Brian McLaughlin of Hero Sports. And I know what Mike Gallagher is going to be. I'm going to ask a couple questions first, softball them in there, and then I know what you're going to ask I'm him. I'm coming in hot. Uh, I, I don't care if this is the first time we've talked to him. I don't care if we know him very well or not. I am destroying this man on the fact that ETSU is not higher in the polls because he is a voter and he may never come back on the show, but I'm willing to take that risk. Yeah, but you don't know where he put him, so you may want to ask that first. If he says number one, then I'll be satisfied. If not, then there is no <laughs> middle ground for this. <laughs> None. The defending national champs that's undefeated. Don't don't worry about that. It's okay. I like it. So that's how we're going to go with the segments today. And then our our last segment, we never really know what it is. We don't even know the name of the last box segment. Or so, bites whatever. Or box or whatever. Box by bites. Some biting the box. I'm not some sure. guy named Trey Leofus uh, back in the studio right. will join us at that point. But I did some research uh, early this morning. Look at you. Trying to, I know it. Who oh, knew? Buddy. And Up it involved and numbers. Give me credit. It involved numbers. Now, do we, are we sure oh, the numbers stop. are right? Because you're not the greatest with numbers. Have you had Kevin Brown fact check this? I, I, I did not. Okay. But I do feel good that all I had to do was add five numbers together and divide by five. So five I is felt, a big number. I felt pretty good. It is. How do you feel about the number five? Your personal feelings about five. Uh, I, I don't mean, like it. Good or bad like experience? Okay, I, don't I, don't like, I don't like five. Uh, I don't like five. I think I like five. It's like a nice, you know, one of those prime numbers. You know what a prime number is? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good because that was like third or fourth grade, right, when we learned prime numbers. Mm-hmm. Easy to forget, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. I'll mm-hmm. stop making fun of you. Mm-hmm. I'm just more happy that you, you can't did Can't be divided by something, right? Yeah, there we yeah go. right. There you go. Okay, hey, look at me. Look at me. All right. So, now you stole my thunder about sorry. the thing. Let's, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, as I was starting to do some yes. numbers, because this is uh, the first thing that piqued my interest was this is the number one and two ranked defenses in the Southern Conference. They're actually in the top ten of all of NCAA, uh, especially in the rush category. And so I was just starting to do some rushing numbers, and then I started to take note that Wofford and ETSU have played five common opponents. For Wofford having only six games, ETSU having seven. Very rare. That is rare that you see that, uh, even at this point in the season. So both teams have played Citadel, VMI, 
Chattanooga and Furman in league play, and they both play Gardner-Webb. So I thought, okay, let's go apples to apples. Let's take those five games and look at defensive, offensive numbers, points allowed, points for, all that stuff. And so what I've discovered is that Wofford's defense has given up 94 yards rushing in those five games on average, 168 yards passing for a total of 262 and 19 points. ETSU's given up 84 yards rushing, 215 passing. That's 299 and 18 points. So they're within 30 yards of one another. ETSU's given up less rushing, a few more passing, and they've given up one less point. Flip side on the offensive, Wofford, uh, as uh, averaging, this is crazy in five games, 394 yards rushing, yeah. 115 in the air for a total of 509, 33 points scored. ETSU's at 123 two, uh, for rushing, 208 passing, 331, but they're averaging 29 points a game. So even though Wofford's almost 200 yards more total offense versus those five teams, they've only outscored the Bucks in those games by four points. And so to me, that tells me the ETSU, and, and I didn't, uh, have time to look up, but I know ETSU's forced more turnovers on the season, period. Yep. And I know they've turned them into more points, so I'm curious to see where that may have skewed things. Plus, ETSU does have a special teams touchdown in there as well, so and I, I'm not sure Wofford does in those five games. So I will go back and, and a little bit more research, but the early as far as Wednesday research, it looks like a pretty tight ball game. There's They're within really three points. If you want to add in the, the plus-minus of the offense and defense, it's really you could say Wofford by three if you just take those five games, which if you're a, a football guy and you say, okay, the home team's always minus three, it's homecoming, then you look at this as a fairly even tilt going into Spartanburg. So for Wofford, this is eliminating one game. For ETSU, it's eliminating the Mars Hill and the Tennessee games, uh, those being the first two of the year. Mars Hill, obviously, a Division two opponent, and uh, Tennessee, uh, they are what they are. We know about them, too. And I think getting their feet wet under Andy Sanders, uh, playing different levels of competition. Um, of course, the Mars Hill game, you're down 7-0, scored the last 28. Tennessee, uh, you know, we don't have to go back over that one. The lightning delay, I'm still blaming on how, how everything unfolded there. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with being opportunistic, you know, and, and this team has played better and better as the season has gone along, I think. Again, the one thing that's going to stand out is the Furman game between the two teams. You, you look at Furman absolutely pounding Wofford last week, 34-14, leaving no doubt. And you, I know you were watching some of the tape on that yesterday. It didn't seem like there was ever any point where Furman would have been completely worried about Wofford coming back and storming the castle and taking that victory for ETSU. Um, yes, they were down 27 to six, but they had the resolve. They had the fight. Now, some people, I'm sure the, um, the, the people that want to play naysayer on this with ETSU's win over Furman will say, that's a one-off type thing. I mean, how many times can you bring Austin Herrick off the bench with 20 minutes to go down 21, and that unfolds the way it did? Well, that may be true, but it unfolded the way it did that day, and that's all that mattered. So uh, the Furman game, the one loss for Wofford, for ETSU, that was a victory. So 5-0 uh, and oh for the Bucks, and with uh, – Obviously, with Wofford, they're they're four and one. But again, opportunistic. That's what ETSU's been. Their defense, their special teams, everything is working together against something we didn't see with Citadel, which I think was one of the big differences last week. Is ETSU's units really put themselves in good positions where Citadel did not? So I think those numbers very encouraging. I, I think the interesting part too for the the Wofford first of all, it's the largest or, or the longest rivalry in the South. That's been the 1880s. Wow. Uh, that that. They have, are the yeah yeah the 1880s 1980s now 1880s. yeah 1880s <laughs> sorry 1880s but they they you know they they are actually making fun on the broadcast of Auburn Alabama that they say that they're the longest because the Bold. number of games are 
clearly in favor. Now, Furman and Wofford also played in the playoffs, which adds to number of games as well. But uh, longest standing rivalry, that's what they're going with. But Furman's had a couple tough losses last two years, and they really you could tell there's a little bit of energy for Furman to, to get going. I think the other thing uh, that is interesting for that was Wofford. That was the last of four straight road games. So they went to Wyoming. Then they played a, a drivable day of Gardner-Webb, which is like 20 minutes from their campus. They go to Chattanooga. Then they go to Furman, their arch rival, which is about 35 minutes from campus. So they had, out of the four road games, two, they could still sleep in their bed the night before the game. But still, I, I don't know that I've seen that in football. It happens in basketball. Clearly it happens in, in baseball and softball because the number of games you play in a season. But even in basketball, you really don't get four straight road games. That's unusual in football that you play four consecutive road games. They're going to be home for the first time in five weeks in, in a home game, maybe even six weeks because they may have had a buy in there at some point. Um, actually, they did. They yeah, had a buy on the Chip 26th. So this would be, yeah, be six weeks b- b- between home games. That's very odd, and it is their homecoming game. I will dive into one other number as well. Both teams gave up 100-yard uh, rushing uh, to both Furman and Citadel. Both gave up two 200-yard passing games. Uh, each team had a common in VMI. Uh, Chattanooga threw for over 200 yards against ETSU. Furman threw for over 200 yards against Wofford. So even breaking down those kind numbers. Kind of eerie the way those numbers is. line up. I mean, defensively, the, the, the stats say that this should be a low-scoring uh, affair. How often, though, yeah, do we it doesn't say not that, work that way. and it ends up going the opposite way? And so then if we look at the other side, you know, who do you favor? And now we're talking mainly option with Wofford, so are we going to have a back-and-forth game where there's, you know, 80 combined by a Kansas City-New England type game where it's 43-40 or a Green Bay and a San Francisco game where there's a ton of scoring late, whatever it is? Now, Wofford's probably not going to do that, I wouldn't think. That's not the style of game that they want, but I do think it's possible, depending on how the game flow goes, to see you know, 55, 60 points out of this one. And who does that favor? I think the higher scoring the game, the more it favors, just in my opinion, ETSU, because that means there's more points on the board. They're controlling the tempo. Their defense is probably doing some good things to put their offense in good positions, at least how things have gone this year. So I don't necessarily think you know one way or another this game is going to get out of hand. And I wish we would have talked with Jim Noble yesterday about this, but we'll have a chance tomorrow when we're talking with Josh Conklin, head coach for um, the Terriers, and today when we talk to Brian McLaughlin from Hero Sports about what impact, Just and I want to hear from McLaughlin about this simply because he covers the entire nation when it goes with FCS and storylines that across uh, different conferences and different levels that he can discuss on this, and also Coach Conklin and how he thinks that it affects it. But so long without a home game. How hungry are those fans? How hungry are the players to play in front of those fans? How hungry is the team because they lost last week? There's just so many other things going into this week. There's unique things about every game. This week, I think it's the amount of storylines outside of just the between the lines in the trenches football stuff. And, you know, they're trying to break a two-game homecoming losing streak. Right. I mean, there's all there kinds of... There are only two losses yeah. in the last however many home games. I think it's, it, it's interesting to see uh, Wofford and how they do respond to about everything you said that coming off a loss in which you know they really haven't had uh, many southern conference losses uh, so you've got to come off the loss uh, then you look and another thing i think uh, Wofford beat Furman in the playoffs as well last year so i mean the last couple games i mean he's had a lot going into that but i'm curious to see how Wofford is Wofford's had great success against ETSU in the two games 
uh, since ETSU's been back in the Southern Conference, they're averaging 325 yards rushing against the Bucks, 383 overall. ETSU just 176 yards of total offense uh, averaged out of two games. Now the first game, maybe it's an anomaly. They had 70. ETSU last time down in Spartanburg had 76 yards of total offense, never crossed midfield. I don't know I've ever done a game at any level where a team didn't cross midfield. So uh, maybe you throw that out because last year ETSU had 277 yards. Uh, of total offense, and they had the ball late, fourth and a one-and-a-half, and, a half, and yeah. actually had it blocked up well. Yep. Juwan Stinson could have had five, six yards. He trips and falls, and ETSU falls about a half yard short. Next thing you know, the, the, they go down. Now, the, they were down seven, so they would have had to score, kick the extra point, and then, and then see what happens in overtime, but still you had a, a shot late. Tell me this. Do you feel like the Citadel and Wofford games last year going how similarly they did, and the fact that you just beat Citadel on the road and have Wofford the exact week after. Again, weird, eerie thing. Do you think that helps the belief of the players at all? I think everything's helped the belief of the players. Uh, just uh, winning the tight games, avenging losses, You know, people they haven't beaten. This is the last team Wofford that ETSU's not beaten since football's been back at ETSU. Last time they were down, again, there are so many guys on the team that were down there two years ago that were just really, they talked about how embarrassed they were a couple years ago, not to even get 100 yards of total offense. Then you talk to them about last year's game, and they talk about, boy, we blew opportunities. We had other chances to make plays, should have won that game. I love to hear that type of uh, mindset for them. And the other thing I think works in ETSU's favor is the fact they're playing the option teams back-to-back weeks. That's not happened before either. I like Tremont Farrell in the Monday press conference. It, there are a lot of quotes, and we like to – Kevin Brown, Sports Information Director for Football, always comes into either your office, you know, my office with Stephen May, and just kind of sits down and goes over the quotes. He says, I really like this one. I really like this one. And what I thought the best quote was from the Monday press conference with Randy Sanders and three players, as it turned out, this week. Um, it was Tyree Robinson, Farrell, and T.J. Spagnoletti. Farrell's a man of few words, right? But he uses them wisely. He said, we got to finish. We were that close last year, and we got to finish. So they know. It's in their mind that last year they competed. They were right there. They were possibly one slip away from winning that ball game, moving down, getting the getting the touchdown, and then who knows from there. So they have that in their mind. They know that they can compete with this team. That self-belief, as you mentioned, is there. Just with everything lining up the way it is, I'm not sure that I know which way it's going to go, but with the storybook-type finish that could possibly be on the horizon with ETSU beating every team in the Southern Conference except Wofford and Randy Sanders coming in and making this program a next-level type thing and being number 21 in the national poll and possibly lining up for an NCAA playoff berth, there's just too many things going ETSU's way. It seems like to me, and then Austin Herrick coming in and having that storybook finish against Furman, for ETSU to lose this game. But then you look on the other side, and you can almost say the same thing about Wofford. Six weeks without a home game. Back-to-back homecoming losses. A team that was tied in the rankings with JMU last week. I'm sure those players were saying, oh, we're tied with James Madison? I mean, we're a real national contender. We're not just one of the other teams that isn't North Dakota State and James Madison. We're right there with James Madison. We have a chance to go in and take the national title and now they're trying to bounce back. How hungry are they? There's just things on each side, Jay, where I'm not sure if they'll cancel each other out or whose belief will be stronger, who will want it more, all the cliches, but I am very excited for this football game. I think the one last uh, a couple X factors, when you have teams that, that at least are evenly matched, the mm-hmm. two things that can always swing things is special teams and turnovers, right? Sure. 
And uh, you, you again, you look on paper, it's the number one, preseason number one uh, and number two also in the conference kickers and J.J. German and Luke Carter. Carter's had a little bit of a rough go. He's two for five. He's yep. missed two kicks inside of 30. Yep. At the same token, one of the few kicks that J.J. German's missed has been inside of 30. Certainly so, his momentum is good after last yeah, week. And, yeah, and in, and in league play, J.J. German is nine of ten in field goals. Yes. So certainly he's, he's picked it up there as well. You look at some of the other stats in, in league and ETSU, I would say the only concerning part when I asked for a conference-only stats from Kevin Brown earlier, was the fact that ETSU's been in the red zone 16 times but just seven touchdowns. Right. Got to have more. T- they've kicked nine field goals. you got to have more touchdowns where their opponents haven't been in the red zone nearly as much, but they have ten touchdowns. Right. So you start adding up some points there. So I think certainly Wofford's like Citadel. They're going to go for it on fourth down. They're not going to kick in. We heard that, uh, I believe, from Jim Noble yesterday, the fact that they are going to try to score points. They're not necessarily – you know, looking to kick 45-yard field goals. If it's fourth and two or three in your opponent's territory, they're going to go for it, going to try to make plays. But turnover and special teams, I think, uh, ultimately could be a play because of the evenly matched teams, could be a, a big play one way or another, whether it's a, a fumble, whether it's a big kick or punt return, or, or a mistake. We've seen a lot of those this year where a ball's been needed at the three or, or and those have you know, not filled. And those have seemed to go ETSU's way so far. My only hope is the other side of the coin is not – flipped and we see things even themselves out we'll step aside for a timeout more of sandos and the sidekick lando's land coming up in just a few minutes don't forget brian mclaughlin a hero sports he covers fcs nationally we'll talk to him about some of the noise the bucks are making nationally where could they go i know at least in the f uh, the hero sports crew they've got etsu in the playoffs right now with possibility it's not enough being a top eight i want more seat. so we're going to talk to brian <laughs> mclaughlin about that we'll talk to landon owens of lando land right after this timeout don't forget this is Sandus in the SoundCloud. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Again, Facebook Live, we try to have it as much as possible. I know you love looking at Mike Gallagher's face over mine, but that's fine. I can deal with that. That's why he's the good sidekick, right? <laughs> Step aside for a timeout. More of Sandus and the Sidekick after this timeout on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Congrats. You made it. Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day. You took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1 million. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed Bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Are you having fun at bad time? Mm, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No, no, not yet. 
Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart! No! Frank, now! But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Landon Owen. Lando's land. He's not here. <laughs> well, Landon Owen. His real on. job is getting in the way. How dare he have a normal job? You've fallen onto a bad, bad list, my friend. Who else is on that list that uh, has stood us up? I don't know. There's uh, there's a couple Who else people. Has stood us up? Who else stood us up? Uh, there's a couple, isn't there? Oh, no one else? Oh. Uh, let me say this. We actually invented a segment for a guy who's never been on the show. Yes. Is this the time we break it out? Yes, it is. Go ahead, Trey. Trey, play it. Oh, yes. Tucked away in the northeast corner of the U.S., there is a small town where tomorrow never comes. A quiet place with a majestic hall, a brick-and-mortar temple to the American game. No, not that one. Welcome to our Cooperstown with Kyle Cooper. Phenomena. Phenomena. <laughs> you want to take this one? What? The, that's what I said. I don't have many great ideas, and I I have said many times on this show that Mike Gallagher deserves a lot of credit for 95% of the stuff that is on this. I've come up with a couple things that were good. One, uh, Now, he came up with the intro to Mystery Guest, but I thought Mystery Guest would be good. I also felt like the uh, – um, you, you had Ticked Off Tuesday. Ticked Off Tuesday That's and Pros versus Jays. I thought that would yep. be a good one. My, my other one wasn't necessarily the segment uh, that was Cooperstown. And Kyle Cooper did our women's basketball for, for several years and was with us as, as, as no longer – he's still alive. He's no longer uh, – the way <laughs> yeah, I started that, right? <laughs> Kyle Cooper's still alive. We probably wouldn't he, play the bumper he, if he was no just, longer with us. He's just not at ETSU right. anymore. Uh, and so he's moved on to some other job opportunities. But I had created the segment, and I told Mike Gallagher, I said, I know I've heard before uh, this thing, this piece. I don't remember who did it, but it was a very majestic thing about yeah. Cooperstown and the land. And then I wanted to hear like a scratch, and then we have fun. And so uh, Mike uh, did come up. He found the Tom Brokaw, yeah. and it was able to um, 
put the end of it in a nice little spin. The the ideas that you've had, you, you've given great shells. You, you've got exactly what you need, and then you just need me to actually go and find some stuff. And so, like, the TikTok Tuesday intro, you had the idea for the segment. I had the intro. Cooperstown, you're like, there's got to be something where we build it up to, like, yeah, we're going to have, like, a baseball Hall of Famer on the show. Here comes um, – I've wow, well, I don't want to say anybody that's no, that, that has passed, as you said, but, like, uh, here comes Roger Clemens or, you know, just any famous, you know, Hall of Famer, Ken Griffey Jr., you know, any of these just incredible big names. Like, wait a second. No, 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 no. That's not what's going on. And, and I found the phenomenon figured that would work for it well. I was very sad when Kyle Cooper left, and not the least of which is because we did not get to use that bumper every mm. week. Now, since we're on this – there are a couple of others that we have not busted out yet. Uh, Trey, go ahead and play the news update. Very newsy. The biggest stories, the hard-hitting details, the in-depth investigative reporting you've been craving, all can be found at ESPN, The Athletic, and The Associated Press. Now here's someone not named Adrian Wojnarowski, Ian Rapoport, or Bruce Feldman. So that's just peeling back the curtain a little bit to some segments that we haven't been able to use or unveil. When we were planning this show, there was a lot of stuff that was chopped, you know, because much like those two segments, Trey, there was also a second hour planned of the show. Go ahead and hit button two. No, that's not that's not the one. No, hour two. Hour two, Trey. boy. You've made it halfway through the marathon. When do you get to that point where enough is enough? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Haven't you ruined my life enough already? It's hour two of Sandos and the Sidekick <laughs> on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Now, Mark Newland does our big voice guy. He's very talented. He's helped us out with Former a lot of stuff. Former network employee. He's, he's incredible. Huge Buck fan. My favorite part of that is his depression when he says hour two. It's hour two. Like, he doesn't even want to be saying it. So I think, much like the bumper, we decided that hour two is probably not a good idea. Trey, there's one more, and these are things, Jay, that we may still use at some point in times like this sure. where Landon Owen stands us up. Uh, he, he's on he's on the naughty list now, but there might be other times where we need something like this. And the final one, I believe it's the last one that we haven't used that was pre-prepared for the show um, is the Monday mailbag. Trey, oh, have yeah, that we one? haven't done mailbag. That would be a good one. Trey, you have it? The mail goes into three sections according to how important I think the thing looks, okay? Now, the least important stuff, I'm going to burn that. If it's important, they're going to send it again, right? The middle important stuff, I put that back in the mail addressed to me, so I buy myself a couple more days. And the most important stuff, that gets delivered. I'll actually burn that, too, most of the time. That was a good idea. Because, you know, uh, we, we just hey, don't stop have it. Stop talking. It's not done yet. <laughs> oh, ah, Trey, stop, stop. Listen, listen. We're running short on time. we got to get Are Brian we? McLaughlin on it. Yeah, we got well, Brian Well, one person already hasn't called, so I'm not sure. Yeah, Brian McLaughlin, uh, but he's, he's better than Landon. So, real okay. quick, if you were Landon, what game would you pick? There's lots. Do you go I NC State Clemson? Do you go uh, – uh, I. NC State Clemson is the most compelling game of the weekend for me, and I know I've harped on NC State a lot this week, and it's because they are usually so terrible, and now they're undefeated. And now they're facing a legitimate team. I think they're going to get smoked by like 50. What about uh, so so other games you could have picked was Mississippi State at LSU. That's yeah. a couple ranked teams. Pass. Oregon at Washington State. I like to go to the Northwest. Is, is nice. Washington State for real? That would be another one. I think uh, 
Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan's yet to beat Michigan State since the old uh, I cannot believe Michigan over. is ranked number six. In the uh, and then uh, the only, I mean, Tennessee, Alabama, it's the third uh, Saturday in October. What about small college, right? Uh, or he says small college, but you could go one double A. Do you go, uh, obviously, ETSU, Wofford, we're covering that game, we'll be there, but you think Lana would have picked Illinois State at North Dakota State, which is eight versus one. Um, or, or does he go Princeton at Harvard? I mean, that's got to be it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I think he would. Just pick because it. Ivy League, fo- you know, it's it's cute. it's up in his neck of the woods too. The, yeah, the North he East, wants to so. pretend he's smart. Yep. So there we go. All right, that's our segment. We're gonna step aside for a timeout. Brian McLaughlin, Hero Sports, will join us. Lots of questions for him. How he sees the Bucks nationally, and uh, what he thinks uh, ETSU could go uh, with the win against the Wofford Terriers. We'll talk to him about that and much more. This is Sandos and the Sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated healthcare system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has an all-new... You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger, and it's called... You had me at bacon. Well, what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky, tangy sauce, and it's called the Sawsome Bacon... You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulliken Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulliken's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulliken Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster.
Sandos and the sidekick back with you. We get ready for an important weekend for ETSU football. Every week it seems like we're saying it's the most important game of the ETSU season. That's how football works, right? It's just how it is. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher with you. And we uh, have the pleasure to have a great guest with us, Brian McLaughlin of Hero Sports. He wrote a great article last week uh, giving a lot of kudos to ETSU. And so we reached out to Brian to see uh, if he would talk to us. He is on the phone now. And, Brian, first of all, we appreciate you taking the time and uh, certainly we want to hear from somebody because obviously we're very localized here. We're very regionalized in just the sure. Southern Conference, just ETSU. We'd love to hear about so far your perspective as a national writer of ETSU. Yeah, um, and we're not, done, we're, we're not done with the kudos. <laughs> we, got, we, we have some more coming. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to uh, see what ETSU is doing. Uh, you know, the fact that they clinched a winning season this early is is amazing you know that only four programs in the fcs out of 125 has already uh you know hit the six win mark to guarantee a winning season and and you know obviously it's the first time since the the first stint of football so it's it's a big story i think nationally i think what etsu has done so far is is one of the bigger uh bigger talking points that we've had i know when um when i'm doing radio shows around the country people are starting to get curious about this team you know how good is this team and how do they keep doing it so uh yeah it's been it's been fun to watch from afar it's certainly been an exciting southern conference season because it's been so topsy-turvy you know etsu was picked uh, pretty much about eighth everywhere you looked uh, uh, at any publication give or take maybe seventh and one but for the most part everybody had etsu eight everybody had sanford a clear-cut number one wofford number two Sanford appears to be mad and making up ground, but this tilt this weekend yeah. certainly will either make the league more topsy-turvy if Wofford beats ETSU, but if ETSU wins, they're certainly in the driver's seat. Yeah, that's uh, it, it, it's a big one this weekend. And, and you know, I, I know in, in talking to Dylan Weigel and a couple of the guys yesterday that, um, you know, a lot of times when you face a, an offense like Wofford's, uh, it, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to prep for that in three days and pads, you know. Uh, but they do it so often in the SoCon that, like Dylan told me, he's like, I think I've played, you know, in my career, 11 or 12 games against offenses like this. And I'm, um, you know, he was like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm overconfident, but I, I'm not afraid to do to go against this. So I, I think we'll we'll have a, a really good one this weekend. And yeah, if it follows the pattern of the rest of the conference. Um, the SoCon, the SoCon has been the most topsy turvy of a basically overall topsy turvy season in the FCS. So, um, I still wonder if if the SoCon champ and the automatic berth uh, may end up going to a team with a loss this year, maybe even two. That's just how deep the SoCon is this year, you know. So, uh, well, we have five weeks left, and and. Uh, I really think uh, down the stretch, ETSU is going to make a splash. Brian, Mike Gallagher, thanks for taking some time. I like the positive spin with yeah, saying that uh, that the Southern Conference has some depth. Uh, there's some parity, right? Some others may look at it and say, right. eh, Southern Conference may be a bit down this year. What is the national perception of the Southern Conference and how it's performed so far? 
Oh, well, if you talk in Fargo, North Dakota, you get your naysayers and your doubters. <laughs> um, if you talk in, in Harrisonburg, Virginia, you get kind of the same. I think those two towns and those two fan bases at James Madison and North Dakota State, they tend to uh, look down uh, at a, pretty much everybody else in the country. But, you know, that's, that's fans for you. And uh, overall, though, you know, I think there's, there's respect for the fact that, you know, the last couple of years, uh, the, the conference has come up some, I think, uh, you know, even losing Appalachian State and Georgia Southern in the last decade, which obviously those were two you know, massive powerhouses. Uh, you know, I think things have improved since then. I think that was a big hit when that happened. You know, that was, what, five, six years ago uh, when it came to the national uh, reputation. But, uh, you know, I think we have seen, you know, Sanford is, has become an interesting team the last couple of years with Devlin breaking all kinds of records. Uh, Wofford's been doing what they do forever, it seems like. Uh, I grew up in in the Greenville, South Carolina area, and I remember Mike Ayers doing things with Wofford when I was a kid, you know, that, and they haven't really changed much, even with the coaching transition. So, yeah, there's a lot of good teams, and, uh, and parity, I think, is the key word. You are one of the voters in the FCS poll, correct? I am not, actually. You are not. Uh, I do not vote in the poll. Uh, I will go on the record, no problem, with saying I've, I have some serious issues with the polls. All right. Um, so, uh, but we do our own version. And really what we do at Hero Sports is we, we project the playoff bracket because we think that's really, you know, a little more indicative of what's really going to happen when you take in all the other dynamics of, you know, the Ivy League isn't going to be involved with it, the – uh, Miak and Swack are going to play in the Celebration Bowl. Uh, which teams get automatic, or which conferences get automatic first? Blah blah blah. So um, that's basically we, where we put our uh, time and effort into projecting it when so uh, you, each week. So you mentioned fans and homers like ourselves. Fans are going to be homers. Homers are going to be fans. Vice right. versa, uh, along the same lines. And so we have our own issues with the FCS stats poll and some of the national polls out <laughs> there. Brian, what does ETSU in your mind have to do to? move further up. I think there were some eyebrows raised around this area when you go on the road, you beat a Citadel team that has a long history of success. Granted, this year they lost some tight games, and last year maybe wasn't the best second season that uh, Citadel was hoping for under their new coaching regime, but you go on the road, get your second road win, your sixth win of the season, your six and one. As you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, six wins is uh, joined by what? Just three other teams at the FCS level in the entire country. So to still be number 21, that had a few scratching their heads and uh, a little hot under the collar yeah i think the the poll voters uh you know obviously i'm i'm taking a guess here but there's some traditional names within the fcs and they always drift uh, closer to the top than maybe they should uh, year in and year out and there's other programs you know with etsu for instance that they're only four years old after coming back to play and and you know, people are not as familiar with them being a, you know, a, a winning program, and it's going to take a little more evidence. And you know, you call it politics, whatever you want to call it. The the good thing ultimately is that the the polls don't mean jack. <laughs> they don't matter. You know, it has nothing to do with how the uh, playoff bracket is set up. Um, now, you know, there can be issues with the with the way the bracket is set up too. But uh, the what we like to call the human polls don't have anything to do with, with setting up the playoff bracket ultimately. 
We're visiting with Brian McLaughlin, Hero Sports, and uh, we'll let him plug the site and everything here in just a second. Now, I, we were on earlier because I was showing uh, Mike Gallagher the, the fact that you guys do project, and I was showing you and Sam and all those guys. And, Love those projections. <coughs> oh, of course you do, because yes. e- ETSU, uh, uh, you know, is, is in the projection begin with to be in the playoffs, but you had wrote further, if you scroll down a little bit, in the piece that you felt like that they would be in the conversation of being one of the top eight national seeds if ETSU were to pull off the win at Wofford. Yeah, I, and, you know, we do those projections based on now. You know, um, uh, you know, we're projecting the bracket, but we're not saying, okay, we think this, this, and this is going to happen between now and, and Selection Sunday. It's basically season ends, the regular season ends today. This is where it stands. Um, you know, I think ETSU, if they, if they won out, and they get that automatic berth, which, you know, as of right now, they're, they're you know, you would have to say that's what they would have at 4-0. You have to look at them as a seed. You have to. If they win the conference and they're, uh, what, you know, 10-1 and one or, you know, 9-2 and two even, you might, you might still be talking about them as a potential seed, depending on how they win from here on. Now, the wins have been close. And I think resume-wise, the committee will look at that and they will compare notes with other teams. But, you know, right now, you know, ETSU is undefeated against the FCS, and that's big. And, uh, you know, the Tennessee loss will get thrown out, and they'll be just looking at the FCS resume. They only consider the FBS games if they are wins. So that, that game doesn't even matter from, from Rocky Top. So it looks pretty good so far. Yeah, my my question there, Brian, too. It, it, just like the polls, right? It it is a little bit of, of a popularity contest. By is what's your name recognition, and then can you throttle teams? And I know footballs try to get away from that. Basketballs try to get away from that. They try to come up with formulas, but if you still see a team that has the same number of wins and their average margin of victory is twenty five, and somebody's average margin of victory is four, you know they're always going right. to kind of lean towards the twenty five. Right, wrong, and different. That's that's just how it is, right? That, that is exactly how it is. You know, I know that the committee, uh, a couple things play in, uh, you know, strength of schedule. Uh, they have that SRS computer formula. I think that helps craft uh, how the strength of schedule is looked and, and how they look in the computer rankings. And, and margin of victory is something that they are very open about, uh, that, you know, if, if, if you're comparing two teams side by side and one – one team won by a, you know a point in, in the last seconds, and the other won by four touchdowns. Yeah, you know, it's not a bad criteria to make a decision. You know, when it obviously, uh, it's just using flat out reason. So, um, yeah, I I think ETSU needs to turn it up a notch a little bit over the last the last month uh, if they want to assure themselves of a seed. But if they win the SoCon, they're going to get serious consideration for that, especially if we're if we're talking about a ten and one team, you know that's that's going to be uh, that that's a team that's definitely going to be seeded. I think the real question is, what if they're nine and two? That that would be uh, the biggest thing is whether they would uh, get to skip the first week and, and sit at home and have Thanksgiving dinner without having to worry about game, game prep that day, or whether they're going to you know be playing that that Saturday. 
Brian, I'm hoping you can expand on Wofford's situation to the national stage since you do cover all of the FCS and get to see different conferences and uh, really break down mm -hmm. everything across FCS football to see how Wofford's situation usually unfolds for the rest of the country. Coming off a loss, a team the caliber of Wofford, coming off two homecoming losses, their only two home losses during their last two and a half seasons or whatever it may be, and they also haven't had a home game in six weeks so there are a ton right. of outside factors that could be used as motivators could be used as things to heighten the pressure perhaps if you're looking more on the negative side if you're saying well it's not going to help Wofford it's going to hurt Wofford how do you usually see these types of things unfold across the country oh well yeah with Wofford you know I I don't I don't really have an explanation for last week with Wofford I don't I was stunned um but that is a well-coached program. You know, the, the coaching transition that came after Ayers, you know, with Coach Conklin is, is you know, he, he was an assistant within the program. It was smooth. Um, again, this has been always a very well-coached program, very disciplined. Uh, last week, it didn't really fit that narrative. But in general, that's the way Wofford plays. Um, I think the country gets that. You know, if, if you – if you're talking to people in Fargo, they always say, we're not afraid of the triple option. We're a disciplined defense. We can handle that. But there's most teams that Wofford is not a matchup that you want to get uh, if, if you, again, have three days to prepare for it. Um, it's tough. So uh, I'm still impressed with Wofford. I mean, to go to Wyoming and have them, you know, they had Wyoming nearly beaten. What I think shows you what this program can do. So it's, I bet you they bounce back, and I bet you this one uh, this weekend is a real good good uh, matchup. I was going to go right there. Wofford's anger after a loss versus ETSU's momentum after five consecutive wins. Which prevails in your mind? Um, I, I tend to think that ETSU has been kind of the – I'll tell you what I like about ETSU at this game. is You've got this core of seniors – and this is the story that I'm going to write for tomorrow, which, you know, in your neck of the woods, I know has been written, but from a national platform, I'm, uh, you know, we're kind of introducing the story. You know, these kids came in, they redshirted together in 2014, and this year they have just found a way to win close games. And it seems like, to me, every game in the SOCON this year almost has been close, no matter who's playing who. Uh, ETSU seems to be the masters of making that happen, and I think that that says a lot about this this group of uh, I think it's eleven kids who've been together for five years. Um, so I like that senior leadership thing. I really think that's that's a you know a big part of it. And then you infuse the young talent that we've seen with uh, you know Quay Holmes and that's your player and some of those sophomores are just really talented. That's a that's a great job of chemistry right there. I think uh, and and I, I'm I'm leaning toward. Uh, toward the Bucks this weekend. I really appreciate uh, the fact you get to write that story because I think the uniqueness of the story, which I'm sure you're going to hit on, is they have a, a different bond than most people. And I know Kennesaw State started the same time ETSU did, but they did it a lot of D1 transfers, a lot of junior college transfers. They didn't go the route right. ETSU did. So there's a different bond amongst that. Uh, that <clears throat> excuse me, that being said, 
how can people see your stuff, your article, you know, plug the website. We, we certainly uh, go to it at least daily, if not, uh, you know, three, four times a week to oh, read stuff you guys are doing. But, uh, but go ahead and plug yourself, plug the website. Our fans may not be as familiar getting back into the FCS with Hero Sports and all the stuff that you cover and do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, uh, we're at heroesports.com, all one word. And um, we, you know, FCS is something that we have really, really focused on for, for the, actually, we, we kind of started when ECSU restarted. So uh, back in 2015, we started covering this. And I've talked talk to Dylan and, and Austin and the kids before uh, when they played at Bristol Motor Speedway. We did a nice feature a couple years back. Um, but anyway, you can hit our site. Uh, or you can hit us up on Twitter. We're very active on Twitter, especially on game days. We like to be a part of the discussion. And, um, you know, I'm the national coordinator, but my specific areas are the SOCON, the Southland, and the OVC. So, and I'm, I'm in Florida, so I'm kind of the southern guy. And uh, really we'll be talking up the ETSU Wofford game this weekend because it is clearly one of the most critical ones in the, in the country this weekend. It's going to have – a lot of say-so, I think, with the FCS playoffs in a couple weeks. So join us in the discussion. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm Brian MacRider on Twitter. Hey, Brian, we really appreciate Brian McLaughlin, Hero Sports. Look forward to working uh, with you and having uh, some of your coworkers on here in the next few weeks to talk about Absolutely. sort of their perception because, it, obviously, you, you've admitted you cover the South more familiar. I'm curious maybe what uh, Sam and those other guys think about us, too, down the road. Absolutely, yeah. They'd love to come on. All right, appreciate Thanks, it, Brian. Brian. Thank you for taking the time, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. All right, it's Brian McLaughlin, Hero Sports. He's got an article coming out tomorrow specifically on your ETSU Bucks. Don't forget to go to Hero Sports. Well. Yeah. I was actually – I saw them – it was funny. I actually saw uh, – I think it was um, – Matt Pike. Yeah, Matt Weigel, Pike yeah. and Dylan Weigel in there talking on the phone on Ken Brown's phone. So I, now I know why they were doing that. That's so a story. a great national story. That's a story that needs to be told outside of just the 100-mile radius that is northeast Tennessee or however far ETSU's footprint does generally stretch on a day-to-day basis. That Brian makes a good point. And even though he is, yes, the south – you know, southeast coordinator or south region coordinator, whatever you want to call it, national coordinator, but also focuses on the southeast region. Uh, he can bring a little bit more perspective in the big picture and tell us that, you know, we take the coverage that we get for granted, I think, around here, but on the national scene, there's not a lot of people that are probably familiar with the storybook-type happenings that have been Austin Herrick, Dylan Weigel at all. We'll step aside for a timeout. When we come back, we got one last segment. Trey Adams back in the studio will join us. Fox this is Fox. Sandos and the Sidekick. Don't forget to download us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Subscribe to RSS feeds every time we upload the show. You'll get a notification, or it will be downloaded automatically for you, depending on how you set up your settings. You can also go to Twitter every single day at Buck Sports Radio. We update the show at Buck Sports Radio and on Facebook as well. More of Sandos and the Sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network right after this. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. 
and after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole, the clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye for all your printing needs. Sandos and the sidekick, Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, and the man back in the studio. Yes! Let's go. It's big boy football. We're not playing touchy-filly, everybody be happy, you know, football anymore. Let's go. I'll carry that rail myself. Hundred and something. I'll put that thing under one arm and get it in the trophy case. I promise you. I'll have enough energy and enthusiasm going to uh, manage that. Let's go. I'd have that goalpost thrown over my shoulder coming back up the interstate. Probably naked with the thing on my shoulder. Let's go. I thought I was going to have a coronary down here on the sideline on offense. Let's go. I'm an old fat guy, and I'm sitting here fighting cramps right now and walking up and down that sideline. Let's go. I was sitting here looking at chicken wings and tater tots. Let's go. I can't wait to get home and fire up a cigar and have my dot Pepsi. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, you've been had again. Okay. Let's go. This is a must because we have so much. I, I actually I actually felt like at some time this week there was going to be this because I, in my head, could think of about four things uh, you could go with. Uh, so we're going to go chronologically. Okay. And just in case you're new to the Randy Sanders montage, certainly one of my favorites, Jay gets ambushed by the Goldberg theme from the WWE. If you've ever been around professional wrestling, no Goldberg was one of the best ever. Randy Sanders, one of the best on the mic ever, it seems like, at least in his first couple of months, doing the coaches show, doing the Monday press conference, doing post-game with you on the broadcast, and that's where we get all of these sound bites. You heard, we've already got about eight or ten, and the montage is about two minutes and 40 seconds long, but the back minute 40 or so is empty right now because we vote 
on these different p uh, pieces of sound between Trey Adams, Jay Santos, and myself on whether they get into the montage or not. So, Trey, go ahead and fire up bite number one. You can look at me and tell I like food. I didn't get this big by not being good at eating. That is from the coach's show last week. Now, he does reference food a lot, but mm -hmm. specifically when he's at Wild Wing Cafe. Jay, you're always first to vote. Yeah, so I used to have a saying that I didn't get this big by breathing, right? That was uh, <laughs> that was the one I used to use, but I kind of felt like it wasn't uh, that clever, so I'm going to say for the montage, no. Trey? I agree with Jay. I don't think it's that clever. Okay, it's been voted out. Let's go number two. So we have the Doritos bags on the wall, and um – that's it. I like that one, and, and that made it past my initial filter simply because it is so you, that's perverse. A... It's it's so strange. Whoa! And we know the uh, we know the story behind it. He back in his previous coaching jobs had Doritos bags. He had coaches that were younger than him bring him Doritos, and then they started winning. And so then he would eat more Doritos and put the bags on the wall to try to get an endorsement deal. That never happened at his previous uh, school. He's so superstitious, he does a first and second half bag of Doritos. Right, that's right. Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch, huh? always. Um, that how, how, many, how, many, how many more do you we have? have? seven. Seven? Yeah. Let me table my vote on that. I want to hear the okay, other ones. Okay, Trey. Uh, I, I really like it. I really do like that one. Okay, so let's let, let's table that one. Write that one down. Let's come back to that table. one after the others. All right, next, go. Yep. You don't see guys... Walking around, jogging around on the practice field. That's Robot Randy. And what was so that? Oh, you completely – play it again, Trey. You don't see guys walking around, jogging around on the practice field. So are, are, are we are we saying that Randy Sanders, Coach Randy Sanders, is a cyborg? Is that what you're telling me? I'm telling you that he has so many things that he says over and over and over, right? He says he's a master of reiteration. And so I think that partially some of that came out – in the very fortuitous drop of your tie line, the technology that gets it back to the mm -hmm. radio studio, basically what happened is the internet just dropped out, and so the connection was really bad, and you made him sound like a cyborg, which is amazing. So that, to me, is just almost too hilarious not to put in at least consideration. I want to hear it again. That was phenomenal. You don't see guys walking around, jogging around <laughs> on the practice field. Robot Randy, come my out. Here's my only concern. Would it sound good with the music underneath it? That was my concern, That's too. my concern. So I'm going to say no because I don't – I think it's going to lose some effect. Now, I'm all for you just spitting that out there randomly. <laughs> uh, on, we might just have to keep it. On social system. media, just yeah. randomly, hey, don't forget we got Robot Randy tonight or whatever, Coach yeah. Sanders. So I'm fine with using it on something else. But I think because the music is a big key to this and doesn't fit me, I'm going to say no to that Trey. one. Trey. Oh, I love it. I think it's got to go in. Oh, boy. Ooh, I'm going to vote it down. I'm going to vote it down. Uh, I think I don't know if it would fit, and the music is a good point. So I'm out on that. But I think, Trey, let's keep that in the system uh, so we can use it at a later date. I think our offense looks putrid. We act like we had never seen a defensive line before. It's really an embarrassing performance. Yes, yes. across the board, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, across the board. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. And the fact that he – so – there's Robot Randy that says the reiterative stuff and will give you kind of the same ten quotes or so. But then there's putrid. that Randy. Yes, then I'm there's taking that Randy. the putrid Randy. I'm in on that. That's yes. human Randy, so we're all in on that. that so, makes Trey, it. write that one down, and I'll put that in the montage later, and let's go to the next bite. If you'd offer me 6-1 and one to begin the season, I would probably thought I'd been drinking something other than Diet Pepsis with my cigars. Jay. I would say yes. Trey, absolutely. Yeah, same here. That's back-to-back. -back. So we got two in. Write that one down. I'll throw that one in as well. Let's go. 
I think I got to stop those three buses somewhere and buy them an ice cream cone. We just got to find somewhere that's got a buttload of soft serve ice cream. <laughs> now, you and Matt Wilgham died on the broadcast laughing at that. <laughs> well, and all the things you're expecting to hear at the end of that sentence, buttload of ice cream is not one of them. Right. Not one of them. Right. Uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm afraid this is going to take out my tabled one earlier, but I'm going to say yes. Right. Uh, three in a row. I think, I think yes, but I think that has to do with the food like talking about the the food, like I mean, we got to have a couple of food, you know, a couple of, I don't know, we got to limit the food. So but I do oh, like so, it. so. Well, okay, so here's what you have to consider. I, then. I'm taking and Cool don't Ranch clo- out, and don't hit the clothes yet because we got a couple more of these. Yeah, so you're taking the Cool Ranch out. Okay. I'm taking Cool Ranch out now. Trey, now consider we still do have four weeks left of the season. Is that going to be a quote worthy of the montage when all is said and done? Or Ooh, here's if that's your cap one. on food, there's got to be others that are coming. Trey, 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 here's another one. Okay. So we have one table from a week ago. No, no, no. Austin Herrick voted that down in the route tree on Friday. I gave him the uh, okay the veto boom. power. Yep. Um, you could table that and go to Austin as well if you wanted, or we could have a couple of tables. So if we're we're lightly, here's my theory. We've got a few space at the very end for maybe one or two more bites. Do we bring back the tables and vote for the best of the table? So not all the tables, so but one process. of the table could make it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. You mull that over. Don't delete yep. that one. Okay, all right. Yeah. We got a couple left. Yeah, go ahead. That's somebody else's problem. I just got to pay for it. So that was the actual end of that previous soundbite, and I like it just out of context because that's everything is somebody else's problem. I just got to pay for it. I'm the head coach. Your thoughts? I like play it again. That's somebody else's problem. I just got to pay for it. And he kind of laughs right. It's just the chuckle that gets yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> somebody else's problem, but you know I got to pay for it. Like, so he gets kind of serious yeah. here. So he chuckles at one. God, I do kind of like it, but I don't know if it's montage worthy. Okay, I, Trey, do, I do like it. Trey, I think with the right quote before it, it would make it even funnier. So I'm I'm in for it. I'm out for it. So I, I, what do you think? Yes, no, yeah. no. So we're, we're okay. Jay off says the table. no. So we're yeah, that's up the table. Is this the last one coming up, or we got two more? I, think this is the last one. Okay, go ahead. I expect J.J. to quit hitting uprights, knock him through the uprights without trying to give us all a heart attack. So that's Randy off script again, but he was talking about J.J. Yep. German shaving that. I think it was left upright. It uh, hit the left upright yeah. and hooked around on the other side, the good side right. of the right upright, yep. which is hard to do, right? On a great day for him, but Randy pointed out a couple of his flaws. Yep. It wasn't a perfect day for J.J. Yep, uh, and, and I agree 100% with Coach. I didn't want the the heartache of that as well, uh, but I don't think it's montage worthy. Okay, Trey. I don't think it's montage worthy either. Okay, uh, so got... that's out as well. So what do we have? So we've got two that are in for sure. Right? I think that's we had the... three, didn't we? Three. Oh, so we've got the embarrassing. I think our offense looks putrid. We act like we had never seen a defensive line before. It's really an so embarrassing that's... performance. So that's in the uh, drinking something other than diet Pepsi with the cigars. That's in, right? Play that one, Trey. If you'd offer me 6-1 and one to begin the season, I would probably thought I'd been drinking something other than Diet Pepsis with my cigars. And, then, and there one more? Was there and I one think i got to stop those three buses somewhere and buy them yeah. an ice cream cone. we just got to find somewhere that's got a buttload so of soft serve ice cream. I, yeah, I, okay. I, I voted yes, at the, at, yes you know to all three I'm in for it. I'm in. Okay, I'm okay. In. There it is. So we've got three new for the Randy Sanders montage. Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, Thank God for Randy. He is a great quote, and he's also at times a knew, robot. <laughs> All right, guess so what? Robot, tomorrow. So is robot tomorrow? table? Is robot Randy table? Though? Yeah, I think we we'll I table think, Randy I think, robot. I think we t- t- table uh, robot Randy, and we table the Doritos back. Okay, sounds good. Those are two we'll tables. At the end of the year, we'll pick all of the tables, get one to add in as a last chance effort. So right. tomorrow, uh, we're talking 
Wofford uh, football, right? Yes, we have uh, Josh Conklin joining. Head also coach. Crazy Coach Thursday. Crazy Coach Same Thursday. Coach. Crazy yep, Coach. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. We go to a you know, fairly sane, smart we man. Got the spectrum to covered. We got the so. spectrum covered, no doubt. There we go. Uh, also have four downs. One, two, three. Sandos in the fourth. Sandos in the sidekick. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, all the guests we just mentioned, all the things on the show. Don't forget to download us and subscribe. This is Sandos in the sidekick.